Uh, we're gonna get started. Here's uh, Michelle's story. Hello, my name's Michelle Smoot, and I wanted to share with you why I wanna get baptized today. A couple years ago, my life was in shambles. I was having issues in my marriage. My dad was just diagnosed with Lewy body dementia in May. Um, and then the following year, he passed away in March, three days after my son's birthday. I struggled, um, mainly because I needed the support of my spouse. And I missed my father so much because we have always been very close. And watching him slowly deteriorate was very hard. Um, we were blessed to be able to take care of him at home. Um, after his passing, I was really in a dark place. Um, not sure how I was going to go on. Um, and then randomly this cardinal showed up at our house and would peck on the window every day. And my daughter even said, hey, red bird's back again. Um, and I honestly, I found comfort in that cardinal because I knew it was sent to help some of my pain and ease me through some of this. One morning I was running late, I had a meeting, and I had lost my keys. I had looked all over the house, I had looked in my car, couldn't find them anywhere. I would went out to the garage and there was that cardinal pecking on my window, pecking so hard I thought it was gonna break the glass. Um, and it was almost like it was pointing to where my keys were. They had fell between the seats and were only sticking out just a little bit um, under the rug. And it was in that moment that I knew um, Jesus had sent me this red cardinal um, to talk to me and, and help me through. And that's when I decided um, Jesus Christ is my Savior. Life now has been so different than it was two years ago. After I have accepted Jesus Christ in my life, um, I feel healed. I feel like I can move on and know that my dad is in a better place and my marriage is stronger than it ever has been. Um, life is good now. My name is Michelle and I wanna get baptized today to show everyone that I've accepted Jesus Christ in my life. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So this is Jonathan. Jonathan's going to baptize Michelle. So Michelle, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is your decision to get baptized today to, to be a public declaration of that decision you already made? Yes. Okay, then Jonathan baptized you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All the way in. Yeah! Hey guys, we're over here in the South Auditorium at Baptism Bash. We got lots of kids in here. Let me hear you make some noise. And we're so excited. We've got people getting baptized over here as well. And this is my little girl, Abby, actually getting baptized today. So this is Abby Hayes, and she's going to read you a letter about why she wants to be baptized today. My name is Abby, and I'm getting baptized today because I desire to follow Jesus Christ. Since I was four, I've wanted to get baptized because I saw my brother get baptized. At first, I didn't know what baptism meant. Now I know what baptism means. Baptism is when you show others that you believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sin. I would like to thank my Ridge Kids leaders, my mom, and my dad for helping me learn about Jesus. My name is Abby, and I'm getting baptized today so I can show others I believe in Jesus. Yeah! All right, All right, get in the water and look this way. Turn around. Turn, turn around. This way. There you go. Now sit down on your... All right, Abby, before I baptize you, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your desire to show everybody that you're going to follow him the rest of your life? Yes. All right. Well, then I, your dad, am going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah! 
my name's Katie Clark, and I'm here to tell you why I would like to get baptized. Growing up, I attended church every Sunday with my parents and my brother, um, all the way up through graduating high school. My parents are very um, big Christians and my spiritual leaders, and while they did their best to guide me in the right way, I decided to choose my own direction. So after graduating high school and moving in my, into my college dorm, I quit going to church, only did holidays or special occasions. I thought that I didn't live the right way to be coming to church on Sundays and thought I could fix it myself and find my way back when it was the right time. Um, after several years of struggling with some medical conditions, um, a total hysterectomy at 26 with no kids, and then being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at 31, um, I really tried to turn my life around in the right way. I started working hard, hanging around with the good people. Um, really felt like everything was falling into place, but there was still something missing and something weighing heavy on my heart on a daily basis. And like I mentioned, something was missing and it was literally something so small. I realized that I needed to allow God back into my life and that's exactly what I needed. And that's why I'm here today. Now that I have Christ back in my life, the struggles, um, the burden is not as heavy because God is always going to be there for me. He has a plan for me. I find myself at church as much as I can. Um, the service, the music, everything moves me. It's the highlight of my week. And I was unaware that I could connect and volunteer within the church as I do now with buddies. So that's just another new chapter of my life that I hope to continue. Um, and I thank River Ridge for allowing me to do this and share my my story with with the community. My name is Katie Clark and I want to get baptized today to show everyone that I've placed my faith in Jesus Christ. All right, yay. All right, Katie, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. And is your decision to be baptized today as a public declaration of that decision you made? Yes, absolutely. Okay, then I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yay! <laughs> All right, I have Bren Hoyleman here, and she is ready to get baptized, and she's going to tell you why she's ready to take this step in her faith. Hello, my name is Bren, and I am here today to say that I, I have became a follower of Jesus. Jesus is important to me because he died on the cross for me. He is a good Savior. When I heard about him, I really wanted to get baptized because he, I knew he was a good Savior. I, I made this decision because... My parents read the Bible to me, to to me, and I knew if I got baptized, Jesus could be my savior. It would be the best decision I've ever I would ever make. I would like to thank my parents and the church and my church for helping me understand Jesus. My name is Brent, and I would like to get baptized because I'm ready to show people that I have placed my faith in Jesus. All right, yeah, Bren! All right, go ahead and get in. All right, Bren, your pop-pop is gonna baptize you here in just a second, but before we do that, I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. Have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your desire to show everyone that you're going to be his disciple for the rest of your life? Yes. All right, then your pop-pop is going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah! Hey, my name's Nick Williams, and I want to share with you why I want to get baptized today. Before I gave my life to Jesus, I had always known who he was. I, I, I had grown up in a Christian household, and I had, had always heard about him growing up, but I had never really taken the steps to grow closer to him and actually form a relationship with him. It wasn't until I had had a long weekend at home whenever I encountered the Bible series on Netflix. I began watching the Bible, and I finally started to realize who Jesus actually was and what he meant in my life shortly after I actually gave my life to Christ after that. When I actually accepted Jesus, my life lit up. I was so excited. I felt like I could take on the world and I actually had that fulfillment in my heart that actually brought so much peace and joy and love to my life. 
I continue to continue to spread my story with Jesus to every, all my friends and family, and every since I've really tried to develop my relationship with Jesus. Since I gave my life to Jesus, I have really grown a better relationship with people who share the same beliefs as me. I've grown to have new friends who are Christians as well as myself. And also, I just now recently began serving Ridge Kids, which has also helped me connect with the church and grow my relationship with Christ. So with that, I'm excited to get baptized today and take the next steps in growing my relationship with Jesus. Yes, all right. Nick, yeah, that was pretty good, yes. Nick, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your decision to be baptized here today as a public declaration of that decision you already made? Yes. Okay, then I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come on, yay! Let's praise God, yes! All right, I have Cass Hoyleman here, and he is ready to tell you why he is ready to be baptized. Hello, my name is Cass Hoyleman, and I'm here today to share with you that I have placed my faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Jesus is important to me because he died on the cross for me. I learned in my River Ridge classes, my River Ridge classes about Jesus. I talked to my mom and asked if I can't, if I, I can ask Jesus in my heart. I would like to thank my River Ridge kids, teachers, and my mom for helping me understand about Jesus. My name is Cass Hoyleman, and I want to be baptized because I I'm ready to show people that I have placed my faith in Jesus Christ. All right, Cass, yeah! All right, come on down, dude. All right, Cass, your mom is going to baptize you in just a second here, but before she does that, I'm going to ask you two questions. Have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your desire to get baptized here to show everyone that you're a follower of Jesus? Yes. All right, then your mom is going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah! Hello, my name's Hannah, and I'm here today to share my story of why I placed my faith in Jesus Christ. A couple months ago, I was asked on a scale of 1 to 10, how certain are you that you're going to heaven? And my answer was a 5, that I was unsure. And that realization was the most terrifying experiences because I didn't know where my eternal life was held. That was also the best thing to realize because that one question led me to give my life to Jesus Christ. When I made my decision, I felt like a whole weight was lifted off my shoulders. Since that day, I've became a safe Christian and pivoted my entire life to put Christ above everything else. And now I can say with full confidence that I'm going to heaven when this life ends. And I know this because scripture tells us in John 6:47 that if we believe the truth that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, then we will have everlasting life. My salvation is the most precious gift that God gave me, and I want to show him I'm dedicated by publicly getting baptized. Hannah, preach it, yes, all right. Hannah, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Okay, and is it your decision to get baptized today as a public declaration of that decision you already made? Yes. All right, then I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah! <laughs> All right! All right, we have Raylan Gaynor here, and we're going to have Erin Harper read a letter of why she's ready to be baptized. So what Raylan wrote. Hello, I'm Raylan, and I am... Here today to share I believe in Jesus and follow him and tell you why I want to get baptized. Jesus is important to me because I love him and I believe in him. He is my friend and I talk to him about losing my teeth, playing softball, math and anxiety, and my friends. I learned about Jesus at church and it made me feel loved and that, and that made me want to ask him into my heart. I would like to thank my church teachers, Liliana's mom, Bethany, Mandy, Brian, Dusty, Bentley, Ms. Stevens, and my mom and dad for helping me learn about Jesus. My name is Raylan, and I want to get baptized because I love Jesus, and I'm ready to show the world that I believe in him. Awesome. Yeah. Raylan, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, okay? Raylan, do you place your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? 
Yes. And is it your desire here today to get baptized in front of your friends and family to show everyone that you believe in Jesus? Yes. All right. She's gonna baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah! Hey, my name is Everson, and I'm going to share with you today on why I want to be baptized. When I was younger, I thought going to church was more of a chore. I thought that if you didn't go once a week, then the rest of the week would be bad. When middle school came around, I it was kind of hard for me. I thought what people said really mattered, really made me upset, really made me mad. I really didn't talk as much. So then COVID hit. And my life just became a lot worse. I mean, a lot of close friends I didn't see anymore felt like I grew away from them. I was a lot more quiet. I didn't really show any emotion at all. And also my grades were starting to slowly drop. So for eighth grade, I also went to Calvary Baptist. One of the classes, we did Bible studies. Now, I don't mean to say anything, but I thought that was going to be like the worst class ever, but I was wrong. I learned a lot of stuff and it was very interesting and I really enjoyed it. But the main reason why I kind of switched up was Emerge, I think it was 2022. We were like over worshiping and all that. And Matt said like something like, if you want to have a change in your life, then just stand up. I was so terrified. I couldn't even stand up. I felt like I was like glued to my seat. It was so terrible that I was even like afraid to just stand up. So after a merch camp, that was when I knew I had to change. I mean, I can't live like this. So I did a lot more praying and I felt like I just grew a bit closer to God overall. Hey, my name is Everson and I'm getting baptized today to show everyone that Jesus is my Lord and Savior and that I shall not have fear no more. Yes, praise God, yes. All right, Everson. With your family up here, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your decision to be baptized today as a public declaration of that decision that you made? Yes. All right, then your dad is going to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, we have Theo Wilton with us today. He's going to be baptized. All right, Theo, turn around, buddy. All right, Theo, your dad's gonna baptize you in just a second here, but I wanna ask you a couple of questions first. Have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your desire to show everybody that you're a follower of his? Yes. All right, well then your dad is gonna baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah! Make some noise! My name is Becca Lipchern and I'm here to show that I've placed my faith in Jesus. Growing up, I was always in church. I went to church every Sunday, but it felt like it was more of an obligation than um, me wanting to go. I believed, but it didn't go any further than after Sunday in church. Um, the turning point in my life was after I had my baby. Just going through that whole miracle and I uh, ended up becoming a stay-at-home mom and stepping away from the world and all the noises of the world. Um, he spoke to me louder than he had before. Um, it started with like daily devotions and then it went to opening my Bible for the first time ever to finding this church and um, I don't have the desires to listen to the music that I used to listen to or the TV and the movies that I used to watch. Um, I try to encompass my life around him and make sure he's present in everything, every aspect of my daily life. I feel like before I really knew Jesus, um, I, I, I knew him, but I didn't have a relationship. I feel like now that I have a relationship with Jesus, I am at 
more peace than I have ever felt. I feel like River Ridge has um, really helped my relationship with Jesus and, and learning deeper into the Bible, especially with the, the current sermon. Um, but I'm here today to um, accept that, to say that I have accepted Jesus into my heart and get baptized. Yes, let's praise God. Yes, Becca. Yes. All right, Becca, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Is it your decision to be baptized here today as a public declaration of that decision? Yes. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right, we have Adeline Halstead here, and she wants to tell you why she is ready to get baptized today. Hello, my name is... Hello, hello my name is Adeline. I'm here to get baptized because I love Jesus, and I asked him into my heart. And I want to get baptized. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sin. He is my only perfect friend. He loves me forever and he is in my heart forever he he gives me what i need and not what i want he shines above the world he is with me wherever wherever i go he is he and always helps me when i have bad times he helps follow my right path and gives me the power to make good choices. I would like to thank my my mommy and Jesus, and Jesus for helping me stand. My name is Alan Grace Halstead and I'm I want to get baptized because I love Jesus. He is full of grace and he makes my heart shine. Oh, yeah! All right, come on down here, Adam. All right, go ahead and get in the tub and then turn around the other way. All right, Adeline, I'm gonna, your dad's going to baptize you in here in one second. Let me ask you two questions. Have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your desire to show everybody that you're going to follow him for the rest of your life? Yes. All right, then your dad's going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, let's make some noise! So this is Ethan, uh, and we're going to baptize him as well this morning. So Ethan, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. Okay, and is it your decision to be baptized here today as a public declaration of that decision that you made? Yes, it is. All right, then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey! Yeah! All right, everybody, come on, let's let God hear it. Let's get out of our seats. Come on, let's stand up and let's praise God together. Come on. 
I didn't hear it loud enough. Come on, man, let's praise God right now. Yeah, yeah, man. I say this all the time. We, <laughs> this isn't normal. We can't normalize this. You know what I'm saying? Like this is death to life. This is, this is not like not understanding to understand. This is coming out of the darkness into the great light who is Jesus who came down to save everybody from the sins of the world. That Jesus came down for this reason. And that the fact that we get to celebrate that with so many people today. I just don't wanna look past it. Uh, I want us to praise God in it. I just want us to have a moment with the savior of the world, with everybody that we got to celebrate, that we look to God and we say, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you did for us. And then hopefully for all of you who have been baptized and, and, and so the, those of you who are believers and followers, it helps remind you, helps remind you of the salvation, not that you earned, that you get in the name of Jesus. Amen, everybody. Amen, everybody. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody go ahead and grab a seat. We're gonna continue worshiping this morning by giving back to God. Um, we give uh, through our time, talents, and resources. And so a lot of you partner up with us as a church. We're so grateful for that. Uh, and so you could give in several ways. Uh, you could give online and you know, uh, through the phone and, and you could also give cash a check after service and you just drop it in the box. But if you're new or visiting, we'd love just to get a record of your visit. The Connect card, just fill that out. We'd love uh, just to get some information. Uh, and, and if you have any questions, go to the guest services. We'd love to answer those. So let me pray for us as we continue worshiping God. God, we come to you one more time and man, we just, I just wanna celebrate one more time, just say thank you for who you are and what you've done, that it's not about us, it's about you. And, and Jesus, thank you for saving us. Thank you for dying for us. And, and that you came back from the dead to prove to us that you are God, you're the only way. And it's just awesome to, to be reminded myself and I pray over everybody here this morning that we just heard from you uh, and that we just feel your presence here today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning, everyone. My name is Michael, and today I'm gonna help you discover all the things happening around the Ridge. Ladies, our Fall Women's Conference, Hurt to Hope, is coming up on Saturday, November the 4th, from 8.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. This event will be a beautiful way to connect with other women from around the Ridge as you worship together and hear a message from our very own Sarah Cobb as she reminds us that in spite of all the pain and hurt you may have experienced, there is still healing and hope on the other side of the journey. To register for this very special event, please scan the QR code on screen or visit riverridge.tv slash ridgewomen. Ridge kids, it's spooky season, and that means you won't want to miss our not-so-spooky, kooky costume party during both services next Sunday, October the 29th. Parents, make sure that your kiddo wears their not-so-spooky Halloween costume to church on Sunday and be prepared for your child to have a blast with our amazing Ridge Kids team. From day one, River Ridge has been serving alongside our global partners in an effort to share the love of Christ alongside our community and in other countries. Currently, we are planning trips to Colombia, Kenya, and Europe. Each trip offers something completely unique and will be a great opportunity for you to step outside of your comfort zone, visit new cultures, and most importantly, serve others in very unique ways. If you're someone that's interested in going on a Go Global trip in 2024, then plan to attend the Go Global Interest Meeting on Sunday, November the 12th after each service in the Next Steps room. Attendees will get early access to apply for these trips, so don't miss out because we're expecting them to fill up quickly. To register or learn more, go to riverridge.tv slash events. Well, good morning, church. How are we this morning? Man, we could have, uh, we could leave right now and we would have had church, but uh, we're not gonna do that. Uh, we're gonna, I believe that God has something else for us this morning. And, and so if we've never had the opportunity to meet before, my name is Ryan Haddix. I help here with student ministry of the middle school and among other things, I love what I get to do here. Um, I love my job. I love what I get to do. And, and if, if you've been joining us, then you know this, but if you're just joining us, then we've been in a journey of the Bible right, which seems like, well, yeah, we're at church. But we've been on a journey from beginning to end. And, uh, and man, if you've been with us, you understand that this has been such an encouraging series. And uh, we're currently in part four of five. And what we're looking at now is the church, us. 
right? We're looking at the church and, and what the church should be and the way that we should carry ourselves and the things that we should say, the ways that we should pray and all of these things. And it's been so encouraging if you've been here. And if not, we're glad that you've joined us this morning. And, and we're gonna be looking still at the church this morning. We're gonna be looking at what it looks like to be a Jesus church, to be a Jesus following church. And so we're actually gonna be in Acts 16 this morning. I say that just so you can uh, turn there. But before we get into anything, uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna pray for us this morning. So dear God, I thank you so much, God, that uh, we've seen death to life and we've seen life change this morning, God, but we believe uh, and we sit here this morning knowing that you are not done. Uh, God, that you're not finished with us this morning. You're not finished with our hearts. Uh, so God, I pray that you would help us to, to focus in, God, that you would help us to lose distractions. Uh, God, that you would help us to focus into your word and what you would have us to hear this morning. It's in your son's name that we pray and believe. Amen, amen. So like I said, I help with student ministry here. I, I, I help with middle school. And uh, when some people, when I say, hey, I work with middle schoolers, they're like, you work with middle schoolers? I'm like, yeah, I work with middle schoolers. I love it. And there, there's, there's two things about my job that I love uh, and, and they're in this order. Um, if you've heard me speak in any capacity, whether in students or in adults, you've heard me say this and I'll continue to say it because it will continue to be true is I love watching life change. I love watching what we just experienced here because what experienced here, this is, this is kind of where it starts for the Christian life, but there's so much that builds up to this point. And I love watching students go from death to life and to just catch it. Because Jesus, I don't know if you know this, is contagious and they can catch it. And it's just a wildfire that grows within them. That is my first and favorite thing about my job. But the second thing that I love about my job is summer camp. Love summer camp. I love it. It's, it's, I, I, if it, some of you, when I say summer camp, you're like, oh gosh, I didn't have some good experiences. But, but with some of our students and adults that have been as volunteers, you understand that our summer, our summer camp is just different. It's just different and it's a blast and we have so much fun. And, and there's so many things that happen at summer camp. There's, there's laughs, there's tears, there's crazy times, there's late nights, there's some injuries, there's all kind of stuff that you just can't replicate other places. You can't replicate it, it's summer camp. And so when I was younger, I went to summer camp, or not summer camp so much as conventions, excuse me, conventions and like student rallies and stuff like that. And I was one of those kids that I wouldn't really pack what I was supposed to pack. I was, and if you know me, you're thinking, well, that's not surprising. It wasn't that my parents didn't tell me not to pack stuff. It was that I just didn't pack it. I was that kid that would come and they'd be like, you got an extra shirt? I got the one that I'm wearing. Well, you got an extra pair of socks? Nope, mine smell fine. <laughs> Towel? I don't shower. No, thank you. I was that kid. And, and, and what, what would happen is I would just be like, you know what, I'm just ready to roll. I'm just ready to go. I don't really care what happens. I don't really think about what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna go. Fast forward, I'm 31. Things have changed. Things have changed. And, and so the, the reason being is because I've been through life, right? And, and as, as well as any of y'all can understand, things happen, stuff happens. And it's things that you weren't preparing for. It's things that I wasn't expecting, life happens. And so now when I go to summer camp, I got this big old bag and it's got like 20 shirts and it's got, we're, we're at camp for five days, mind you, 20 shirts. I got a whole bunch of pairs of pants. I got like 10 pair of underwear. Cause listen, anything can happen anything can happen. And I wanna know that something crazy could happen every day and I would still be prepared. I think the better way to say it is that I wanna prepare in the good times for the bad times. I wanna prepare in the good times for the bad times. And look, I think that this isn't some foreign concept. You're reading this and you probably relate to this. It's why we have 401ks. It's why we have savings account. It's why we have retirement funds. It's why we buy groceries when the weather's gonna be bad. It's why toilet paper was a hot commodity a couple years ago. We like to prepare in the good times for the bad times. I think so it should be with our relationship with Jesus and our spiritual walk, we should, we should be preparing in the good times for the bad times. You know, if you open this book, you realize that we're promised for things to happen, right? We're promised struggle, we're promised difficulties, we're promised hardships, we're promised unforeseen circumstances, but oftentimes 
We wait until we're in them before we seek God. We, we wait until we're stuck in the lowest valley before we seek the face of Jesus and before we start speaking his word over us and, and write it in on our heart. Oftentimes we're lost before we try to be found. And so I think there's a great scripture that we're gonna look at this morning in Acts 16. And uh, I'm gonna give a quick backstory to Acts 16, just real quick. Um, so Paul and Silas are going somewhere to pray, right? They're going to a place of prayer. And, and there is this slave girl who has come and is like yelling at them. She, she's a slave girl who's possessed by a spirit that can see the future. And so she's yelling to everybody, hey, this is what these guys are doing. They're coming to share the gospel. They're coming to tell you that everything you're doing is wrong. Paul looks at her furious and goes, in the name of Jesus, leave this girl. So the spirit leaves her. And this slave girl, her owners realize that because the spirit has left her, she's worth no money to them. And so these slave owners take Paul and Silas and, and, and they put them in front of the government and they tell them that they've done all these things. And that's where we're gonna pick up here in, verse, in, in Acts 16, verse 22. It says, the crowd joined in and attacked them, attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their, seat, fastened their feet into stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Verse 26, it says, suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all of the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Whoa. We got a lot going on in Acts 16. And, and I think that one of the things that I see in this, when we look at it through the lens of preparing in the good times for the bad times is Paul and Silas's reaction to being wrongfully accused. I'll be honest with you, church. I don't know if I could have the strength and the fortitude and the commitment that Paul and Silas portrayed in this passage. Because look, when I'm wronged, the first thing that I wanna do is prove my side. The first thing that I wanna do is I wanna say, no, you gotta hear me. I'm worried about my rights and my, my position and, and all of these things that Paul and Silas say, it's not really that important. All through this passage of Acts 16, you'll see Paul and Silas not doing anything that they wanted to do. They were so focused on pursuing the kingdom that they were willing to forsake everything else and do what? Worship. They were willing to forsake their comfort. They were willing to forsake their clothes because it says they were stripped. They were willing to forsake their rights. They were willing to forsake everything because of the gospel. And in a bad time, in a valley, they chose to worship. I think a, a better way to say it, and one of the things that I think we can take away from Paul and Silas is that they, they prioritized worship over everything else. Over, over their comfort, over their rights, over their bodies. They prioritized worship over everything else. Church, I think that something that we can learn from this is that our comforts are secondary compared to how much glory we owe God. Our, our comforts and all of these things are secondary because what they show us in here is that they worshiped even when their circumstances didn't show that Jesus was worthy of being praised, that God was worthy of being worshiped even if their circumstances didn't show it. They knew this is who our God is that he's always working, he's always moving. I think what they did is, is they, they looked, I, I love this statement, love this statement. They looked at worship as a first response instead of a last resort. How many times have you heard somebody say, you know what, we've done all we can do, we just need to pray. You're lost if you think that that's the last thing that you should do. Maybe I'm crude for saying that, but, but it's just the truth. It says we have to bring prayers and petitions to God. 
that we have to look at worship as a first response, not a last resort. But here's what I love. Here's what I love is that we, we could stop with just the fact that they were beaten and, and, and they were flogged and they were put in the stocks and all that stuff and they still worshiped, glory to God. But I believe that when we worship, things don't stay the same, right church? Things don't stay the same when we worship. And here's what it says. It says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Church, when we worship, things happen. I, I can't explain it. If I could explain it, then maybe I would, I would be able to help you a little bit. But all I know is what I've seen with my own eyes of when we worship, things happen, earthquakes happen. Hearts are changed. Strongholds are broken when we worship. So how do we do it? How do, how do we prepare? How do, I, I say that we should prepare in the good times for the bad times. How do we prepare? Like for me, it's easy. I just wash every pair of, uh, every item of clothing I own and I pack it in a bag and I say, well, I'll do it all when I get home. It's easy to prepare for stuff like that. If you're going on a long trip, it's easy to prepare. If you're saving up your, your, your money for, for a big purchase, it's easy to prepare. You know what you have to do. But what do we have to do to prepare in the good times for the bad times? I think that there's some foundational truths that we have to understand. And the first one is who God is. We have to understand who God is. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, duh. Yeah, but, but we have to understand his character. We have to understand the interweavings of who God is. And, and I understand that we'll never be able to fully comprehend God, but some of us, and I'm talking to myself, can understand him deeper than we already do. If we know God, if we know God as something angry, if we know God as something scary, then that's how we worship. And an easier way to say it is that how we know God determines how we worship God. How we know God determines how we worship God. If you look at God and you see this angry person that's ready to smite, that's ready to send you to hell, that's ready to, to watch you do one bad thing so he can remove your salvation. If that's who you think God is, it becomes very difficult to worship freely that God. It does. But if you understand the character of God and you start to understand that, that, that he's full of truth and he's just and he's merciful, and he's near to the brokenhearted. I don't know, I, 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 when I talk about those characteristics of God, I feel this peace wash over me and, and I have to understand who God is. The other thing that I think that we need to do is we need to understand and remember what God's done. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you. I know some of you in this room very well and I know your stories and, and, and from what I know, God has been very, good to you. I would argue that God has been very good to a lot of us, but I know from my personal life, I got a lot to give God glory for. I have a lot to worship God for, and I could do it for the rest of my life from night to day, or from day to night, and it still wouldn't be enough. I could worship him forever. And that's my heart's desire because of how good he's been to me. We have to remember what God has done. I think that we have an awesome opportunity every time we come in here on a Sunday morning. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I didn't come from a big church. And so when I first started here, it was just beautiful to me. Everything was just like, oh my gosh, there's lights, there's all this stuff. It's like a mosquito. And as I've gotten into the rhythm of things, I walk in those doors and it's lost on me. And I say, well, yeah, of course we have these things. Of course, we have all of this stuff. Of course, we, we get to worship God the way that we wanna worship God. Of course, we have all of these things. But look, I, it, 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 it matters 
the opportunity that we have when we come in here every morning. And so if we, are, if we are understanding that we have to prepare in the good times for the bad times, when we come into a place of worship, when we are giving, giving, getting the opportunity to give God his breath back, sometimes we come in rushing. Sometimes we come in frazzled. Look, I don't have kids. So my Sunday mornings, I'm gonna make some of y'all a little jealous. My Sunday mornings are smooth. <laughs> I don't have kids. I wake up, my dogs give me a little kiss, wake me up. I get a cup of coffee, I'm good to go. But some of y'all come in here dragging. Some of y'all come in here after beating up your kid. Not really, but you're trying to get them dressed and you're trying to do all this stuff and, and you're stuck in traffic and that red light's been red way too long. And we come in rushing and, and oftentimes what I've, what I've learned in my life is that when I come rushing into the presence of God, I often rush past the presence of God. And it requires me to settle my soul. And so I think I have a couple things here that <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if these will help you at all, but these help me. And the first one is that when we're coming into a place of worship, when we're coming into a moment with Jesus, we have to prepare our hearts. I don't know, this looks different for everybody. I know it does, but what, what, if, what if on the way to church after just the craziness that is your kids, you put on your worship song on the, way to, on the way to church and you just listen. You just listen and, and, and you let this peace wash over you. I don't know what your song is. What if, what if you pulled into the parking lot and when you put the car in park, kids are still back there doing whatever kids do and you just, and you, you mutter this, this simple phrase, God, meet me here. God, meet me here. What we're doing is we're putting ourselves in a posture where we can receive. We're inviting God in. He's already in you, just so you know, he's already with you, but we're inviting to feel his spirit. We have to prepare our hearts. The next thing that I think that we need to do, and, and this, is, this is something that I am very passionate about and we as a church are passionate about, you have to participate. In order to get the most out of what God's wanting to give you, we have to participate. And, and here's what that means is that I've seen some of y'all at, at sporting events. You participate. I've seen some of y'all watch football on TV. You participate. Why can we not give that same honor and glory and adoration to our, to our father, to our heavenly father? Look, God, just so you know, will never let you down when he loses. God will never have a big loss that ruins your whole week. God will never do that. And it is our job to participate in worship to him. Now I heard somebody, somebody I was having a conversation with them and, and they were talking about worship and they said, you know what? It must be really easy to worship when you can sing. It must be easy. I don't really like to participate in worship because I can't sing. Look, we're not gonna bring you a mic. <laughs> Some of y'all thinking this, you're thinking, you're thinking, well, I can't really participate because I don't have a mic. You don't, I can't sing. You don't have a mic for a reason, <laughs> but you have a voice for a reason. You have breath in your lungs for a reason. God gives everybody different, different qualities and, and, and capabilities and gifts and talents. And yours may not be singing, glory to God. You can serve somewhere else, but we're still designed to worship and participate even when our circumstances don't show it. We have a great opportunity, like I said, every Sunday to come in here I think that we as a church are very passionate about worship. Not the lights, not the, not the guitars, not the drums, not the haze, not the stage, none of that. We're passionate about worshiping our risen savior. That's what we're passionate about. That's what a Jesus following church should look like. That's what a Jesus pursuing church should look like is we should be passionate about a couple things and one of them is worship. And we have a great opportunity every Sunday morning, but I'm, I'm gonna challenge 
you all here and, and you listening online, I'm gonna challenge you the same way. We have an even better opportunity and, and it's tonight. Tonight we, we have our, our night of worship and we do these things around here called night of worship. And, and if you've been a part of one of these, then you get it. You get it. I see some of y'all that are smiling because you just know that feeling and you're like, well, I get to feel that feeling tonight. You do. And those of you that haven't been to one, just come and see. Just come and see because we believe that on these nights, God shows up and, and chains are broken, addictions are destroyed. And, and, and we, we believe this, that earthquakes happen when we come into the presence of the Lord. And so we wanna invite you to that. I, I wanna challenge you. Don't, don't wait till next Sunday when your kids drive you nuts to prepare your heart. Be preparing in the good times for the bad times. Come, come tonight, join in with the worship of saints. I think that we're all called to worship something. What we choose to worship is, is oftentimes not directed toward God. I would challenge us to refocus, take a step, see what it looks like to participate, to worship a risen savior. Let's pray. God, your word washes over us, God, with truth. God, that undeniably you are here in this space. God, I pray that you would, you would strengthen us. God, for those that are hurting, give them an extra dose of your peace and your, your strength and your understanding that God, there is, you, you, you promise us more than what our circumstances may show. God, that you are always working and you are always worthy to be worshiped. God, be with us as we leave this place. God, help us to come back encouraged, ready for tonight to worship. It's your son's name that we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Church, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, we would love, we would love for you to come back tonight. I, I'm personally extending an invite. Come back tonight, worship with us. I love y'all. We'll see you next week.